Hey, everybody, welcome to today's podcast episode. So today I am running back an old episode called Confessions of a Strong Black Woman. Um, If you cannot tell, I sound a little stuffy, (laughs) so I was not able to record a new episode for this week. But in honor of Black History Month and honoring us as Black women, I wanted to run this episode back. Um, It's very vulnerable, um, but it's honest, it's transparent, it's true. Um, Maybe you can relate to it if you have listened to it before. Um, Like I said, this is a uh oh episode that I have posted before, but decided to reshare today as we close out Black History Month. So I pray that um, it resonates with you, that you can take something from it. Um, If it hits for you, please share with someone else um, so that they can listen as well. Thank you, and I will talk to you all next week. Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes, Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. to today's Tuesday talk. Um, It's a little different than how I've had things going. Hey, Jasmine. Um, It's a little different than how I've usually done it um, because I just wanted to come today and really just kind of have a (laughs) event session um, about what I've been going through these past few days. Um, For those who don't know, I did experience um, racial discrimination over this week. It was on Wednesday, and I'll get more into that. My my days have been off. I have not been, been focused or present, but it was on Wednesday, and I've been dealing with some, some hard emotional and mental, um, I don't know, consequences as a result of that. So first and foremost, I just want to thank my community. I, I want to thank my community. I want to thank my close circle of friends. Hey, TT, my, my sister is on here, my girl. I appreciate you. I appreciate um, 
the DMs, the comments, the texts, the phone call of people just like, girl, <laughs> I'm I'm here with you. I, I hear you. I understand you. And I'm I'm sorry for what you went through, even though it's not our fault. But it's definitely something that Black women have <laughs> dealt with for, for years. So today's talk is Confessions of a Strong Black Woman. Confessions of a Strong Black Woman, emphasis on strong. If any of you follow me on Facebook um, this weekend, you know, I've been pretty vulnerable and pretty, trans pretty transparent um, about my emotions, my mental health, my emotional health, um, and just how I'm tired of, of being strong. <laughs> I'm tired of being a strong woman. I'm tired of dealing with um, the pressure of society on my life. I am had moments you know, this weekend where I just kind of sat back and and just looked at everything, looked at all the areas of my life, my life as a, a worker in the corporate field, my life as a wife, <laughs> my life as a mother, my life as a businesswoman. And I'm just, it, it could be a negative mindset that I'm in right now. I don't know, <laughs> but I feel like it was like a, a reality check for me. Like, I'm really going through stress <laughs> right now, and I didn't realize it. I didn't realize how under stress that I've been. I've just been go, 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 <laughs> business, 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 produce, produce, produce. Um, any of y'all who know me, y'all know I stay on go mode. I'm all for, for women's power. I'm all for mother empowerment, all of that stuff. But this week, <laughs> I have really had to, to take a step back. And, and really just evaluate some things. So um, just a quick update on the whole discrimination thing. I have reached out to lawyers. I've reached out to corporate. I've um, received either no response or a very vague response. Kind of like, oh, we'll look into it or we'll reach out to her. And I will say that those responses kind of triggered in me what you know I'm struggling with. So I started, you know, I really feel like I've been dealing with spiritual warfare this week. Um, I've had really, 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 <laughs> really strong thoughts and feelings about revenge with this woman. <laughs> like, what what are my resources? What are what can I do to to get this lady out of business? <laughs> to me, I feel like that would be the hoorah moment for me, but I, I understand. We are in America. I understand that certain <laughs> certain things are allowed and not necessarily looked at as a crime. I know I've been in close conversation with a close friend of mine um, who was definitely into the politics, um, the background stuff of, you know, laws. And the hard reality is it's not against the law to be racist. That's a hard reality. And that just put me kind of in like a, a sunken, defeated feeling place. Like, so here she is about to get away with this. And I'm, I'm over here mentally and emotionally struggling with, you know, the aftermath of, of what happened, of what happened. So during that, I, like I said, I had really strong feelings of revenge um, to where my mind was not focused at all on on life, on, you know, getting things together for my kids, on my self-care, and I'll go deeper into that. 
when I was able to figure out about my self-care, but but during these last few days, it, it has not been pretty <laughs> emotionally wise. Um racism is tough. Yes, racism is taught. Yes, it, it definitely is taught. Um and it's an unfortunate thing. It, it really is, especially in this day and age. And and this is no offense to to anybody and their what they stand for, but I feel like the black community has definitely struggled with seeing any type of justice <laughs> for us being treated wrong because the LGBTQT community, again, no offense to anybody, they can call anybody out, anybody out for discrimination and that person is canceled or there's something done about it immediately. It's not really a a struggle for them, it seems like, like especially if you're white and a part of the LGBTQ community, you can snap your fingers and get anything done. But I feel like I'm having to to go through hoops and to to prove that wrong happened to me, that I'm affected by this wrong, that her behavior is not right. Here are receipts of other people <laughs> that this has been done to. And I just feel like nothing's being done. And again, this could just be my negative mental state of where I am right now. Um, I've definitely had to refer to scripture, um, preferably Proverbs 2022 about not taking revenge into my own hands and allowing God to handle it. And I'm realizing that I'm, I'm struggling with being patient. I'm struggling with waiting on God to handle it because I want something done now. <laughs> and I, I'm learning that that's not a reality. It's not a reality in this moment. Um, and for my mental health, for my emotional health, I have to accept that reality. Um, so yes, I've had feelings of helplessness. I've had feelings of doubt, like, well, did I do something wrong? Like I've been <laughs> replaying that video of the police phone call I don't know how many times I've looked at it. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at it, trying to dissect what happened, trying to dissect the conversation, trying to see where did I go left? I've been replaying the episode over and over in my head. Like, was there something I could have done different? And this is the reality of a strong Black woman. This is the reality of what's going on in our minds, where we... We're in these situations where we're done wrong or where somebody disrespects us, but we feel like we did something wrong or we feel like, what could I have done better to change that? Or how could I have made them more comfortable? And the more that I think on it in that particular situation, all I was doing was asking a question. <laughs> all I was doing was asking for clarification. But again, I feel like in the black community, the obvious, the bare minimum, the 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 common sense is just not seen. Think about how many black men, or not even men, think about how many black people have been assaulted by police officers or killed by police officers with video footage. Video footage of it happening. Video footage of the person being beat or killed. And they have to go under investigation. They have to look further into it. What is there to look into 
for clear and apparent disrespect or harm to somebody, what is there to investigate? What is there to think about? What what is there to discuss, especially when it's on camera? Um, and that was a part of why I wanted to, you know, go back and and record her in action. Now I was hoping that she would just <laughs> comply and you know give me my money for the items, but it did not go that way. Um, but again, you know, in the black community, us voicing the obvious, begging the obvious, the politics of it. Yes, TT, the politics of it. Us asking for the obvious is is always an an argument, and I'm tired of that. I'm sick of that. I, I really am. Like I said, I've been very distracted. Um, on Thursday, I thought that Thursday was Monday. <laughs> like I was operating and doing things in the day as if it was Monday until I looked up like Tari is Thursday. <laughs> so I've been completely distracted. My mind has not been present. Um, I've had thoughts and feelings of low value as if I don't matter here in this world, that my existence doesn't matter, that my voice doesn't matter. Um, I've been very frustrated with this process. I feel unheard. And I feel like, what is the point of it all? What is the point of, you know, me coming to speak? What is the point of me reaching out to people, trying to (laughs) get them to see this lady, trying to get her exposed? What is the point of all of it if nothing's going to happen? So in, you know, my my low moments over this week, um, I've definitely had to to dig deep um, because, like I said, I feel like as a black woman overall, I'm just pressed under pressure. Um, unfortunately, during that time, you know, with the whole discrimination stuff, I had um, tried to get a raise proposal or put in a raise proposal at my job. Y'all, I've been at my job as an educator for 10 years. I bring a lot of value to my job. So I wrote up a proposal on, you know, all the things that I bring to the job, how long I've been there. I had documents and links for, you know, the average amount that people in my field are getting paid in North Carolina, you know, all of this. And on that same day that all of the racial discrimination stuff happened, I got the email back from my supervisor saying, hey, unfortunately, we can't give you a raise because based on the state, it's set, the bar is set. The bar is what it is. You can't go over that or under it because pretty much they're saying we're all under one umbrella as a, I'm a speech therapy assistant, but they had me under the umbrella as like a teacher assistant, I'm assuming. And pretty much he told me they can't. And y'all that day, like, I just felt so crushed. Like, once again, here's somebody else that has control over my income. The people at the state that's determining this, they don't know me. They don't know the value that I'm bringing to the school that I'm at. They don't know the years that I've put in. I talked to a teacher that's been teaching, a teacher assistant for 17 years today. And she is still getting the same amount of money that she got 17 years ago. That's not okay. Especially with inflation and stuff going on and all these prices rising and nobody trying to pay more money. 
Now, granted, we did get a raise last year. Y'all want to know after taxes and stuff, the complete total of the raise? $60. $60 extra dollars. So I feel like as a Black woman here in America, it's just like so many people have so much control over our lives and us elevating and the resources that we have access to. Hell, the food that we eat, <laughs> where we send our kids to school, like everything is strategically pinpointed out. And that really is messing with my head and it's bothering me. And I understand, you know, that's the reason why I'm going so hard with, you know, the public speaking, the podcast and getting my book out there and stuff, because I do want to transition away from clearly this capped payment. If y'all are saying y'all can't do more, okay, well then I, I, might, I might need to find somewhere else to go. It's just as simple as that. Because so many, I think the history of Black women, and even now, we accept and we settle. We feel like, well, maybe I'm asking for too much, or it's okay if they can't do that, or I can make it work with what I have. Like, yeah, we're going to do that anyway. Yes, we're going to make it work anyway. But why does it always have to be that for us? Why does it always have to be, we're going to figure things out and pulling up our bootstraps and and we're the leaders and we're we're getting things done and, and solving all these problems. Like, I'm tired of solving problems. I'm tired of figuring it out and making it work and and just accepting what comes with it. I'm tired of that. We watched our mothers do that. We watched our grandmothers do that. We watched our great-grandparents do that from slavery to own. You just accept and settle what's given to you and you be satisfied with that and you make it work with that. Y'all, people are out here struggling. And the truth is the whole reason that I was there at Plato's Closet in the first place to try to get some money is to pay my phone bill, to knock out a bill or two. Like I had no ill intent to that woman, no ill will to her. I simply asked for further clarification about something and she refused to answer that and decided to call the police. Like, I don't get that. And like I said, I'm grateful that the police were kind that came out there, but what if they weren't? What if they weren't? Y'all, if y'all haven't watched, you know, the full video is, um, Instagram only lets me post about a minute of it. But further on in the video, maybe about like minute three and a half or so, um, I'm assuming the dispatcher asks, you know, does she have any weapons? And I'm telling her no. Tell them no, I don't have weapons. Tell them no. And she didn't say no, y'all. She just continued to talk. And in that moment, you know, going through my mind, I was like, what if what if my life is over today over this damn skirt and shirt in here trying to prove a point? Because she's not telling them I don't have weapons. How many times have we seen the police come on the scene for Black people and they come in with guns blazing or upset about, you know, like you just never know. You just never know. Yes, Lene, girl, you have to go back and look. Hey, Lene, <laughs> you have to go back and uh, look at the video. But yes, as I'm telling the lady, I don't have weapons. She didn't tell them. No, but like I said, I'm grateful that the police that showed up were, were kind to me. They were understanding to me. They were on my side. And, you know, despite everything that I was going through, to me, that was a glimpse of God. Like, 
yes, you know, this is an ugly situation right now, but but I'm here with you. <laughs> I'm here with you and I see you. So that lady, she's a part of a whole bunch of Christian things. She works with um, foster children and all of that. And it's just got me sitting here like people are really out here putting on face. Yeah, y'all look good on paper, but you're so you were so rude. You were so rude and you were so unnecessarily mean. How do you have these platforms? How do you have these platforms? And at the end of the day, it's about money. It's about having enough money to have the power behind you to do things. And I, again, I have a close person I'm speaking with and they tell me, we joke about Karens and stuff, but be careful. Be careful. Why do I have to be careful about voicing somebody doing something wrong to me? a white woman doing something wrong to me because she has resources and power to destroy my platform or take me out or whatever she wants to do because she has that stuff behind her. It's a known fact. Yes, I have my community behind me, but I don't have top dollars to get lawyers and stuff to really push in how I want to come for her. <laughs> And again, this is what I'm working on, that revenge. I'm just being honest. It's been on my heart and my mind, and I'm constantly having to quote Proverbs 2022, let God get the revenge. Let God get the revenge. Let God get the revenge. I'm constantly having to say that as I'm typing and searching up corporate and who else can I let know? <laughs> let God get revenge. And that's hard. <laughs> I will say that has been hard for me. But um, I just feel like as Black women, we're constantly begging and screaming for our needs to be met. And if we aren't begging and screaming for our needs to be met, a lot of us are afraid to even speak up. A lot of us are afraid to speak up about what's not working in our lives or about what we need for help because we just ignore and push through and we're strong and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do it. I'm tired of figuring it out and I'm tired of doing it. And I'm not saying it in a way that I'm giving up on, you know, who I am as a black woman because we can't help but to be strong. We we can't help that, but I am trying to be more intentional about feeling like I got to figure out everything myself or feeling like I have to to do it all. And that pushes me, you know, into what I was going to share about my self-care and, and business. So, you know, I've been on my health journey, fitness and stuff, but this summer, I haven't. I haven't been working out or exercising, but I have still been losing weight due to a change in my diet. Now, this change was not intentional or voluntary or thought through. Is literally from me sitting here being this strong black woman and doing all things business on my computer, doing research, planning, um, trying to record, trying to get resources out to my audience, in here rolling and baking cookies, prepping orders for cookies, in here taking care of my three kids, in here being a wife, in here running errands, paint like just constantly going, going, going. And then I'm looking up like, Girl, you ain't even ate nothing. Even like me fixing my kids' plates. I'm fixing plates, cutting people food up, doing all of this, and I ain't even touched my food yet. <laughs> like, I didn't realize how stress-driven that, that I've been. 
especially with, you know, me being an educator and not being paid over the summer. All of my bills for July and August were from cookie money or from selling clothes or from a service that I provided or something I was doing. It did not come from my my job. It didn't. So here I am doing all these things, trying to beat society or catch up with what society has going on or get from up under the pressure of society, the pressure of finances, not meeting the bills. <laughs> you know, that, that shit is, is pressure. It's pressure. And it takes strength to get from up under there. It takes striving to get from up under there. And I didn't realize how go, 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 push, push, push that I was being, that I was neglecting my own health. And, you know, I had, you know, one or two people say, oh, girl, you, you know, you're losing weight or you getting skinny. Now there's a difference in, okay, girl, I see you, you losing weight versus, oh, you getting skinny. There's a different connotation in that. So after I'm hearing a few times, like, oh, you getting skinny, you just getting skinny. It's like, okay, um, Tara, take a minute and stop. Take a minute and stop and, and reflect. What's really going on? What's really going on? <laughs> and I, I had to accept that I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not showing up for myself and I'm showing up for everybody else and trying to be strong everywhere else and I'm not showing up for me. So with all that saying, I do feel stuck. I'm going to say I felt stuck here in America. Like it's so hard to elevate. And, you know, that's what I preach for my platform, you know, improving our lifestyle, improving our mindsets. But, you know, the mindset, yeah, is happening, but I'm not seeing it on the outside. I'm not seeing it yet. And I understand that there's seed and time and all of this, but your girl is getting tired. <laughs> I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of waiting. I'm getting tired of making sure people are comfortable. I'm getting tired of begging. I'm getting tired of asking for the same things over and over again and nothing being changed about it. Like, I'm tired. Thank you, Brittany. I receive it. <laughs> I receive your virtual hug. I'm tired of trying to do it all. So I have a few things. Um, I touched on a few things that helped me, but I just want to share what is helping me. Um, again, thank you everyone who has reached out. Some people have even shared, you know, what they're going through with me. Like, girl, you are not alone. I feel you. I even shared a reel not too long ago. I don't know the guy's name, but he was like, black women are tired. <laughs> and I know this because they're, they're telling me they want to be soft. Y'all, I want to be soft so bad. <laughs> I want to be soft so bad, but I don't feel like we're allowed the space to be soft. We're not allowed because if you're soft, then that means that you're letting people run over you.
And maybe that's not what it means. We just don't know. Maybe being soft doesn't mean you're letting people run over you. But at the same time, we have to have that support to let it go. We feel weak. Yes. Or we feel weak. Or in my case, I guess I feel like if I'm not doing nothing, then I'm not being productive. Soft for us means a sign of weakness. Yes. As a black woman. And think about, and again, this is no offense to anybody, y'all. I'm literally just talking. I'm literally just talking. Think about Hispanic women and how their culture is known for being like feisty and, and argumentative and stuff. Some men find that sexy. Some men like a feisty Hispanic woman, right? Okay, Brit is coming in or a sign of laziness. Yes, as far as rest. Yes, all of that. But Hispanic women, I feel like they have a, a past to be this aggressive person that's speaking their needs and their wants. But anytime a black woman speaks up for for how she's hurting or for what she needs or or what's not being met, it's, it's just like, well, what's wrong with you now? Why you need that now? Or Or can't you figure that out or do that yourself? And it's just like, damn, I'm just asking for some help. <laughs> I'm just asking for a break. And, you know, even our black men, I understand that they're going through their own personal things as well, which makes it difficult for them to show up for us. If they don't have the tools they need and we don't have the tools we need and everybody's striving and trying to get out of this, this pressure that society has us as a black community on, what can we do about that? They ignore us or call it nagging. Yes. Speaking up for our needs as a black woman is looked at as nagging, is looked at as whining, is looked at as complaining. But if you're saying the same thing over and over again with no, no change, then what is that? Then what do you do? Just accept the no change not happening? Like, <laughs> these are my thoughts and these are things that I'm really struggling with how to approach the right way. What do you do when you're voicing your needs? And in this case, with the racial discrimination, I try to stay as calm as possible with her. I'm trying to use my professional dialect, which we do a lot, code switching to make people feel comfortable. I'm trying to speak as professional as possible to show her, miss, miss, listen, <laughs> whatever you think that I'm on, whatever this rah-rah you think that I'm on, I'm not trying to get there with you. I'm simply asking, what is the protocol for X, Y, Z? And that was looked at as, oh, she's being aggressive. Oh, uh, no. What was her word? Disgruntled. She's being disgruntled. And I looked up, I'm into words. Okay, what does disgruntled mean? That means a dissatisfied customer. I mean, well, not customer, or to be dissatisfied. So you called the police on me. <laughs> Because I was dissatisfied with the service you were given? Where does that make sense? Make it make sense. Because it doesn't. And like I said, it just made me look at my life as a whole, where I'm showing up in my job. Where does it make sense that for 10 years, I get paid the same amount with no room to grow? Where, where does that make sense? Where does that make sense? 
And then I have you sitting there looking like, am I crazy? Am I crazy for wanting these things and for expecting these things? Am I asking for too much? These are the conversations and the struggles that we as Black women are dealing with on a daily basis. Then we have to show up. If you're a mom, you have to show up and be this mom while you sad as hell and stressed as hell. Y'all, I really love my kids so much because, like I said, this has been an ugly week for me emotionally. It has been ugly, but I'm grateful for me and my kids' relationship, especially um, my oldest son, Jameer. He kind of stepped in and helped with the kids, you know, while his dad was at work, helping with the kids as needed. I'm grateful for my village. I'm grateful for my mother-in-law, you know, to step in when needed with them because I, I just really needed to unplug and just just be sad for a moment. Like my heart just had to break for a moment for, for all black women, for today's black women, for in the past black women, like, and I, I was supposed to be having um stats and stuff today, but I just decided I'm just going to come and talk. <laughs> I'm just going to vent. But there was a book I read, We Should All Be Millionaires. And in the second chapter, she goes through the history of laws that have been, that have been put in place against Black women specifically. Did y'all know that our salaries are based on our race, on where we live, on our weight? I, that blew my mind. So if you're fat, they dock your pay or something that it was pretty much saying as a law. As a Black woman, as a if you're in the LGBTQ community, your pay is affected. There's like this formula that they come up with. I didn't know that, I'm not sure the year, but I didn't know that in the past, women couldn't open bank accounts unless it was with their husband, unless they were married. We just experienced the Roe versus Wade change where now women, you know, can't make choices about their bodies as far as their babies. And they're trying to do more about that. So it's just like, what's the agenda here? What is the agenda? Because I don't understand. I don't understand. Why is there so much hate? Why is there so much specificity about who can do what? There's so many resources here in on this earth, on earth, not just America, on earth. Why do people have to be greedy? And only these people can have this and those people can't have that. Who determines that? And I will say, me as a Black woman, I don't know nothing about politics. I don't know nothing about laws. I'm learning all that stuff now. But I'm just realizing, yes, Cheyenne, to keep us oppressed, I'm just realizing the power, the power of these laws, y'all. We need to, <laughs> yeah, we woke, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even know where to begin to fight against the law or do something about a law. I know they say to vote. And, you know, to me, that feels like the bare minimum of what can be done. I, I'm looking for some some uh, discussion boards, like panels and stuff to get on and speak and, and really making a difference because what is going on? What is going on? At this point, I feel like we're being exterminated or something. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I'm getting off track. I was supposed to be sharing <laughs> what helped me. Thank y'all for, for being patient and supportive with me as I'm talking through this. But 
My number one scripture is Proverbs 20:22. Do not take revenge into your own hands, but allow God to get the revenge <laughs> himself. The revenge belongs to Jesus. Revenge belongs to him because he can do it in a way that's going to fix her heart or break her heart or mend and mold her heart in the way that it needs to because racism is a heart issue, period. Racism is a self-issue and like my friend Titi said, is learned. It's learned. Somebody learned that and taught it and you transgenerational trauma you pick that up, that torch up, and you are continuing to run with it here in 2022. So I'm trying to allow, I'm trying to keep in mind, God, you can handle revenge so much better than me. So much better than me because you see the heart. All I'm seeing is the outside, a rude white woman. That's all I see. <laughs> That's all I see. But I'm trusting that God sees more than that because at the end of the day, she's still his child. She's still his child at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, if I bring harm to her or hurt to her or going on for this revenge, it puts me right in the same box as her. And it messes up any blessings that God has coming for me because I'm not honoring his word. That's hard. That's been hard for me. Um, another scripture that has helped me is Proverbs 20 and 3. Um, and it talks about um, the wise avoid, hold on, let me see. Avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Fools like to fight and argue. So I don't want to be a fool. <laughs> um, going back and forth, tit for tat, trying to argue with this woman, trying to argue with other people, trying to argue with society, trying to argue with my boss about why they can't give me a raise. So I'm trying to take the path of honor by not fighting and going back and forth with people. Another scripture that helped me is Ephesians 10. And that chapter is on how to deal with spiritual warfare, about putting on, you know, using the word as your sword, putting on the breastplate of, um, what is it like, truth and honor and all of those things. Ephesians 10 has really helped me um, with the thoughts that I've been having, all those negative thoughts that I listed earlier on how to fight against the spiritual warfare because it's real. And honestly, this makes me feel like I'm on some type of a, a breakthrough to a next level because the devil is pulling out all his guns on me. <laughs> all of them. Another scripture that has helped me it's Proverbs 8. God weighs what's good and bad. And he sees all. At the end of the day, I did what I felt was right in that moment. Now, it's up to God to judge what was right or wrong in that. I'm pretty sure there was some wrong I may have said or done. But again, that's up to God at the end of the day. I was very mindful that God was watching me in that moment. Even before I went back in the store a second time, I prayed for the Holy Spirit to give me self-control because as I shared before, everything in me wanted to dump all of my stuff out in her store and pull all that stuff off the rack, period. So I had to pray for self-control in that moment and understand that at the end of the day, God sees all. 
He sees all heart, posture, and our actions on the outside. He sees all. Another, this is the last scripture that helped me. Proverbs 20 and 24. The Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? I don't understand why things are the way they are in this country. I don't understand. I don't understand why me asking that question led to all of this. I don't understand why I'm under such um, emotional and mental pressure. I don't understand. But why try to understand? Why try to understand everything along the way for God directs our steps? Good steps and bad steps. I can think back on so many things that I was upset about or frustrated with years ago that when I look back on it now, it's like, dang, if that wouldn't have happened, then this wouldn't have been able to happen or I wouldn't have been able to make this move. So I'm trying to be patient and see what's on the other side of (laughs) my steps going this way. Whatever that is, I don't know right now, but I'm trying to keep that in mind. Um, I've tried to rest and really look into my self-care. So, you know, I've been stepping back from social media because definitely after that, I was like a freaking obsessive hound dog on how many views the video I got posted, how many shares it needs to be more, like just really obsessed on my phone with the exposure that I needed this lady to get about what she did to me. I didn't think about any mom keys and mental peace stuff, any business stuff, any cookie stuff, nothing. My brain was just obsessed with, we need to get more exposure. More people need to know about this. So I decided that I needed to take a step back from social media because it was not healthy for me. But I also use social media as my my platform for my business. So that's hard. <laughs> that's going to be hard for me to do. But I'm trusting God in this season to, to rest and, and step back. I understand that, you know, I have a very supportive community that we have grown and built together, you know, over these past two years. And I understand that y'all understand, you know, what's going on. So I don't feel pressure about that, about taking a step back. I understand that that's respected. Um, As well as in rest and self-care, I'm going to stop trying to fix the problem myself. I'm going to stop trying to get revenge myself. And I need to start paying attention to my diet as well, as far as me eating what I'm supposed to, eating what I'm supposed to. And this is another thing for society too that I've been stressed about the the access of food we have and the processed foods and the fast food and and chemicals and shit being put in it like this is the common sense stuff that bothers me. Why is someone having to say it's okay to put chemicals in a food or it's not okay to put chemicals like it's chemicals. It's food. I don't understand. I don't understand. What happened to just regular farm-grown food? What happened to just regular fed animals on a farm? Like, I don't understand why we're having to discuss chemicals being put in public food. It doesn't make sense. So I'm trying to pay attention to my diet because I've been thinking that. 
yes, you know, I've been go, 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 but I've also been more conscious about what I'm eating. I don't want a sausage biscuit from Bojangles every morning. I'm looking at like the the snacks and the um like Swiss rolls and Debbie snacks and pop tarts and, and these are things our kids are eating. We're feeding our kids this, my baby, and I'm just looking around like, yo, what's going on? What resources are near me that I can solve this problem? I don't know of any. I don't know of any. What what high quality grocery stores do I have near me that I can get high quality products? Oh, but wait, you need money to shop for that stuff. You have to have enough money to shop for these high quality products. Where where are those resources? Because I don't have them. But again, I'm trying to pay attention to my diet. I'm trying to pay attention to what I'm eating and how often I'm eating. Brittany says the chemicals alters our moods. Yes, it alters our moods. Ain't no telling what's going on on the inside of our bodies. And these are these are the things that I used to think were normal. I used to think it was normal to have diabetes. Like, oh, that's just what happens when you get old. No, it doesn't have to happen. It's from our diet over time. And we have to think as far back to our ancestors, all the stuff that we are eating and celebrating with, all the, the pig, uh, pork, and all of this stuff, those were scraps. Scraps given to slaves to eat. And they just made the best of what they had. And we're still doing that shit today. We still doing that today and we're free. We're free. Still consuming this stuff because it's normal, because it's what we know, because I don't know what else to do. I don't know where else to go. Yes, you know, you can research this stuff and say you find something. Okay, can I afford it? Okay, is it near me? All of this stuff is strategic. And it's scary. The last thing um, I've been doing trying to, you know, get rest and self-care is trusting God to figure it out or to give me insight on what I need to do next. Now, this definitely, you know, comes with patience. Like I said, I've been struggling with because God moves at God's time, period. He don't care what you, <laughs> what you begging for, what you asking for, how, how much you keep trying to do. If he doesn't want something to happen, it's not going to happen. Um, I've shared a playlist with y'all on Sunday. That's been helping me. Music has been helping me. That Beyonce, you won't break my soul. Listen, listen, <laughs> I had to. And even um, Tupac's Keep Your Head Up. You got to keep your head up. Like it, that just spoke to me. It, it was what it was the words I needed to hear in that moment, like about what we as Black women are dealing with and the pain and pressure that we're under constantly. Got to keep your head up by Tupac. That spoke to what I needed. Those are kind of the main two songs I've had on repeat. Like, I just, I just need, I just need confirmation on top of my worship music. <laughs> Something's got to break. Um, I think it's Tasha Cobbs that sings that. That's been the number one. Something has to move. <laughs> Something has to break. 
right now in this place, Lord, I need you to. Um, so music has been helping me and and crying, <laughs> crying. I, I haven't thought about when is the last time that I, you know, really cried. I've been pretty emotional this week, but, you know, on this whole go, 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 do, 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 you don't have time to sit and feel emotions or think about emotions, especially as a strong black woman, because it's stuff to be done. It's stuff to be done. And if you don't do it, who is? Who is? So I've been able to sit back and and just cry. Just cry and allow my heart to break and allow me to feel the feeling of sadness. Because that's where I am. My community has helped me. um, Talks with, you know, close people in my circle, being able to vent and say what I want to say, how I want to say it to them. That has been helpful without judgment. (laughs) Um, it's only but so much I can say, you know, on this platform because it's the internet. People use stuff, but like my my true core <laughs> feelings, I've been able to share that with my community, and that has helped me. Y'all know what I mean <laughs> for what I really wanted to do and say, but that has helped me. But also, my community has been able to give me sound advice, sound advice, and and get me back mentally on track. Because like I said, I was I was freaking losing it. The thoughts and stuff that I was having, it was like, this not you. <laughs> this not you. So I'm grateful for my my tight-knit circle for um helping me. Um, I don't want to hold these feelings and thoughts in my head. I understand that's not healthy. And I'm glad that I have a space to be honest. So that's all I have for y'all today. I appreciate y'all for, for listening to me, for being with me. I'm praying for y'all. I appreciate y'all for praying for me. I understand we're all going through right now. We've been going through. Um, If you need to take a break, if you need to stop being strong, please do. Please do. Please do. You don't got to be big mama out here doing everything. We all know a big mama that has ran herself into the grave doing everything for everybody. I'm releasing it. Or or doing all the things and running all around and not taking care of herself. I'm done. I'm releasing it. I'm releasing it. So I invite you all to join um, the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community. This is definitely what I'm all about is how to push through these hard mental spaces as a woman, as a mom because it is hard. And I'm trying to, you know, get things together to where we have more of like um, talks together where like we can talk back and forth besides just, you know, our lives. But if you have not signed up, please join our community, the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community so that you're connected, you know, for when those things come out. Again, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I'm praying for y'all. Thank you again for tuning in with me. And I pray y'all have a good night.